Hello all, I'm Britt and this is Get Culture. Alright, welcome people. This is Get Culture. For any of you newbies, um, letting you know I am a newbie here. This is my first podcast and the second episode thereof. So, anything that you see is wonky, I don't know, just be easy on me, let me know. Um, Which, by the way, I did not say in the last episode, shows how much I am. Um, (laughs) If you like this show, make sure to leave a review, rate me, and uh, I don't know, leave a comment or something, wherever you listen. Um... Which wherever you listen, I don't know. I'm a big fan of podcasts, so I usually listen on CastBox. Um, not a sponsor, so <laughs> I would love a sponsor, but whatever. Um, hold on. Mm. Oh, I could say that you know I'm an adult and I'm drinking nice, wonderful hot coffee. But I'm drinking hot chocolate that I just made that was very, very fucking hot. (laughs) Um, Okay, this is episode two. Um, And for anyone new, um, I mean, this is the second episode, so obviously, whether you're new or not, this is literally your, your freaking second episode, like mine. So I'm just going to let you guys know, a little reminder, um, culture is a, um, it's a broad subject, and it can literally be about anything. Um, I have a lot of ideas where I'm going to go, but it's, it's kind of like each episode I'm going to take on culture, the term, so it can literally be about anything. So... <laughs> This episode, you should probably, (laughs) I I feel like I needed to give that warning because I feel like I went to an unusual place, (laughs) but it's history, so bam, but um, this is, uh, second episode, this is uh, gonna be about, well, get off the table. Sorry, my cat has jumped on my dining room table. Get off. Okay. Well, get down. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, this episode is going to be about um, the Aztec culture, but it's more spe- specifically about um, the sacrifice that was like the core of their culture. Um, uh, So far, like the last episode, the last thing I researched for the, the episode one, the fawn people, um, I found that through uh, wiki, my meandering around on wiki, trying to find what the hell I'm going to do. Um, and I've decided to take that, at least for now. 
I'm definitely not going to stick to that. But it's at least for now to help me get started. Just, you know, looking around wiki, looking what I can find. Um, and especially in regards to um, culture. And I, it was somewhere on the culture page. Oh, my hair went on. Hold on, I've got to save the call. That's one of the hot chocolate. <laughs> Get down. I love you too. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was on the culture page, though. <laughs> Jump right in. Um, but, uh, and it was a page about, um, uh, sacrifice in Aztec culture, which it's been a long time since I've been in school. So I really, I don't know. I kind of, I don't know. It feels like you don't really think about sacrifice in your history. Besides, you know, like, the Europeans, you know, destruction of the world. <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't know, I feel like most of what I'd heard, no, not what I heard, but what I thought of was, I just didn't, I don't know. <laughs> It's been a long time since school, and I feel like I've forgotten a lot of it. It's like I knew, but I didn't know. But anyways, um, I decided to, I don't know, give the page a look over, and it was a lot of information, and a lot of it was very, very fucking interesting. I just, um, I don't know. And a lot of this, the whole thing, I was mostly I'll read I'll read to you <laughs> um it's religion and I just I am just so fascinated by religion you just have no idea it, it's to the point where um back when I was in school I considered doing like um a degree in religion but well one I didn't finish anyways but um the main thing was when I had that those thoughts were my sister was like, "What the hell are you gonna do with that?" And it's like, very true, because <laughs> I'm not going into the church. <laughs> but no offense to church people, but um, I don't know. I guess I could have done some religion or history stuff with the religion professorship. I don't know. Past is the past. It's over. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, sources today. Before I forget, I literally pulled up the beginning, the music, um, literally like five minutes ago. Or seven minutes. So like ten minutes ago. And <laughs> um, from a basic basic search on YouTube. If anything's ever wrong, please just note I'm just really not an expert at all this. But um, the video that plays in the beginning of this episode is called One Hour Sh Shaman, so Shamanic? That doesn't sound right. A mix, um, Children of the Sun, um, 
by Keith O'Sullivan, composer, which it's um, like an hour of uh, pre-Columbian slash pre-Hispanic style, which um, which uh, which is like the the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Incas, and the Mojicas. Mo Mochicas? I was thinking Mojica, but that, I'm pretty sure you say that Mochica. Anyways, <laughs> um, and from the thing, this is muted, let me, it says, as it begins to play, where is it? I guess I gotta go back further. Village Raid, I think is what that beginning, like, mus instrumental, um, is called music song it's a song even if it's not like a song song i don't know what i'm talking about anyways you can find that on youtube look it up um and then as for the main sources of um the research i guess you could say i don't want to call it research because i'm not I'm not smart here, but <laughs> I looked it all up and put it together, so it's fucking research. Get over it. But, um, wiki, wiki, um, a lot of this, the sacrifice part of it, most of it is from wiki, because there was a lot of information, and it was really cool to me. But, um, I also got some... Because I didn't want it this to all just be about the sacrifice. I wanted to see a little about the actual culture of the people, the Aztec people themselves. So I got some um, info from uh, an article on uh, crystallinks.com, which is called um, Aztec Culture and Society. And then I got some info um, from AztecHistory.com, which I really want to go and like look up some stuff if this wasn't already it's like 11 pages 11 pages I would have went more into it but I really wanted to focus on the sacrifice but there's like um a lot of articles on there and it was um stuff like um oh man I can't even remember hold on hold on more new info that's what it was new info stuff like um Today is the 22nd, isn't it? I'm recording on Saturday, you know, so today is the 22nd. Um, ancient Aztec records reveal hidden earthquake risk. Um, apparently, the earth cracked open in central Mexico on February 19th, 1575. Um, hmm, that's it lasted for up to five days, creating landslides and opening up a nearly three-mile-long scar in the ground. Ooh, I wonder if you can still see that somewhere, because that's pretty big. Um, oh, but yeah, they have, like, new info, and obviously this is from uh, two days ago. Um, this was posted on Monday, so four days ago. And, I mean, they're still updating it. And it has stuff like the civilization, culture, government, food, religion, more. So, Aztec 
www.ethicsdash-history.com. Definitely, if you are interested in learning more about the wonderfully ancient Aztec people, go take a liquor. So, those are our sources, and I think it's time to get big, to to begin. Um, I just want you to know that you will probably notice as you <laughs> saw the episode, I called the called this "get sacrificed." I wanted to uh, originally. <laughs> I wanted to do the episodes of what's going on, like, say, the first episode was Get Fawn, because it's the Fawn people. This this episode should probably have been called Get Aztecs, but I just, I couldn't help myself, because Get Sacrificed is, like, absolutely amazing to me. <laughs> or maybe I'm a dork. I don't know. You tell me, I guess, because I, I know I'm a dork, so shut up. Anyways, uh, let's begin. Um, beginning with, um, of course, um, the the people, the culture. Um, the people of the uh, Aztec Empire had uh, they had compulsory um, education for everyone, regardless of uh, the gender or the class. <clears throat> um, the people in the Aztec society, they were generally well-educated. The boys, um, as usual back in the days, received a uh, wider education than the girls. Um, and then there was a, a note that uh, mandatory education was historically rare. Rare. I hate my words. In the rest of the world. Especially back then. I mean most places even in like european like um i would say in european countries probably if i'm wrong just tell me but uh, i feel like a lot a lot of with the um the common people if you're a woman i don't think you ever really got an education you didn't learn to read or write or anything um Girls, uh, they were taught how to uh, run a home, cook, and care for a family. And then they were taught uh, things like crafts and ways to economically run the home. Um, In this way, uh, women had a lot of power in society, though it was behind the scenes like most of women's society and history. Boys, uh, they learned other trades and were also taught uh, fighting skills and leadership skills, which, damn, that just sounds like any country. Um, Though children started off with similar education, it was eventually split into two main branches. First, the, I'm going to get this wrong, Kalmakak? 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 I like Kalmakak better which was mainly um, for children of nobles. Uh, Those children, they would be educated as priests, teachers, doctors, and the leaders of the society. And then next came the Telpokali, Telpokali, where children were taught more about Aztec culture and religion, uh, the trades and skills particular to gender. Um, So I would say, like, one would be the equivalent of, like, 
fancy college and the other one would be like a trade school um but then there was uh it seems that uh, there was some freedom to choose a type of education and perhaps some children were promoted who showed promise in a specific field um it also may be that vocation was chosen based on the religious sign children were born under just who could go where is a matter uh, of some debate today so it's not exactly known but um i think that's interesting like i'm a capricorn so i wonder what if that's true what vocation job i would have had i would have been a girl so but whatever um, in their mid-teens, adult life would begin. Um, girls would marry or stay in the temple and work. Um, uh, boys might join the military or begin their trade. Uh, marriages were arranged and again strongly tied to religious belief. Um, some polygamy was practiced, but, um, there was still a primary wife. Um, the noble class had a variety of jobs open to them. They would have positions of leadership and influence, um, as mentioned. <laughs> they would also have uh, some wealth, and unlike the common people, they were uh, allowed to enjoy works of art. It's, it's literally any country, today or then. Um, let's see. I lost my place. Da, 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 da. Ah. Since... Um, the land was not a, a great place to grow co- crops. And this, I just want to just point out, this, I think, is where it all comes in with the, <laughs> the sacrifice. Um, it's like it all, all of it culminated. All of these combining factors just meshed into this, um, I don't know, I guess you could call it Fate. I don't, I don't know much of that. <laughs> Since, uh, but anyways, the land was not great to grow crops. The Aztecs were forced to uh, work around this fact, which they did very well. Um, most of the citizens who lived in Tenochtitlan, I can't see this. Okay, I give up. Um, <laughs> who lived there? Um, <laughs> they held jobs which were uh, not associated with food. Um, so the residents of the metropolis, they made crafts, they preached the religion, they traded with other civilizations, or they became part of the government. Um, the Spaniards and other nations were amazed with the sheer quality of the city and its residents. So um, they uh, traded uh, very fre- frequently with them. Um, which the Aztecs, um, they received nearly all of their food from foreign trade since they obviously couldn't grow it apparently. Um, the Aztecs were a magnificent race of people who preserved... <laughs> for over 200 years. Um, <clears throat> oh, that's not put in there well. But 
um, where they lived. Um, they had they would have one building which was for uh, sleeping and cooking and eating and then worship. And then another building contained a steam bath. Sounds amazing. <laughs> um, it was believed that the bath was important for good health, which good health is good hygiene. So great thinking, Aztecs. Um, houses of the noble class were bigger and um, obviously <laughs> and very uh, lavishly decorated. Um, life was much as it is in most places in the world today, obviously as I've already stated, um, was in regards to, like, relationship, shopping, music, meals, entertainment, uh, it was all there. There was poetry, dramatic presentations, art, and athletics, um, which a big part of the entertainment, um, which I've seen this, and I, I, I've known about this for a long time. I didn't, I don't, oh, I don't know if it was mainly, I don't want to say it was mainly the Aztecs, but... Anyways, it was the Aztec ball game. Um, special occasions drew the spectators and the players were celebrities. Um, and then, then, uh, then you had the warriors who in the Aztec culture were glorified for religious reasons. Um, they took prisoners and, uh, oh, no, <laughs> The taking of prisoners and sacrificing them to the gods was an, an increasingly important ritual. Um, the life was very structured. It seemed uh, close to chaos as the people tried to avoid natural and imagined disaster. Um, it sounds like <laughs> natural person with anxiety, but this was an entire people. But it was religion. I love how religion, it's just like a collective. <sighs> Anyways, um, Aztec life was permeated by religion. Um, the cycles of the calendar and rituals associated with it to keep, um, were all to keep the nature in balance and appease the gods. And it was just, it was, it was their lives. Um, which I might have heard some of this stuff before. But the fact that how big it was to them, I just don't think I ever realized that. Um, uh, human, a little history about sacrifice. Uh, human sacrifice was common in many parts of Mesoamerica, um, and the right. The rites were, um, they were nothing new to the Aztecs when they arrived at the Valley of Mexico, nor is it something unique to pre-Columbian Mexico. Um, other Mesoamerican cultures, such as the Pirapeches and Toltecs, performed sacrifices as well. And from um, ar archaeological evidence, it probably existed since the time of the Olmecs, which was uh, 1200 to 400 B.C., and um, perhaps even throughout the early farming cultures of the region. Um, however, the extent of human sacrifices is known among um, several different of the Mesoamerican civilizations, such as, oh my hell, Teotihuacan. Teotihuacan. I can say that one. What distinctly, <laughs> I probably didn't say it right though, but that sounds good. 
Um, what distinguished Maya and Aztec human sacrifice was the way in which it was embedded in everyday life and believed to be a necessity. Um, the, the cultures, these cultures also notably sacrificed elements of their own population to the gods. It wasn't like these were like crazy bloodthirsty people trying to go after other people. I mean, it was a part of them. It was something, I mean, it's religion. It was something they felt they had to do. And, um, a wide uh, variety of interpretations of the Aztec practice of human sacrifice have been proposed by modern scholars. Um, many scholars now believe that the Aztec uh, human sacrifice was performed in honor of the gods. Most scholars of pre-Columbian civilization see human sacrifice among the Aztecs as a part of the long culture tradition of human sacrifice in Mesoamerica. That, well, I've already read that pretty much. <laughs> Shows my looking at this. <laughs> okay. Um, in the Aztec, um, they had the legend of the five sons. <clears throat> um, all, all the gods, they sacrificed themselves so that mankind could live. Um, some years after the Spanish conquest of Mexico, a body of Franciscans confronted the remaining Aztec priesthood and demanded under threat of death that they desist from the traditional practice. The Aztec priests defended themselves by saying, Life is because of the gods. With their sacrifice, they gave us life. They produce our sustenance, which nourishes life. Um... What the Aztec priests were referring to was a central Mesoamerican belief, um, which is that a great continuing sacrifice of the gods sustains the universe. A strong sense of indebtedness was connected with this worldview. Indeed, um, this is a word. Nexlahuali? Oh, um, it means debt payment. It was commonly used um, as a metaphor for human sacrifice. And as Bernardino de Sahagun reported, um, it was said that the victim was someone who gave his service. Um, human sacrifice was, in this sense, the highest level of an entire, oh, I like this word up, panoply of offerings through which the Aztecs sought to repay their debt to the gods. Um, I had to look at the panoply because I just, <laughs> I felt like I wouldn't be able to say it right, which I did, I did say it right because I've literally never heard of it, but, um, which it means definition, I should have wrote the definition down, what a new, nope, ah, a, uh, wide ranging and impressive array of display um <clears throat> so they had basically i mean they had multiple ways of um offerings <laughs> through which they uh, the aztecs sought to repay their debt to the gods panoply see the way i said that it didn't sound right panoply that's why i left it in even though i wasn't sure if i could repeat it I felt like it just meshed well. <laughs> um, 
both Sahogun and Turibio de Benevente, uh, who is also called Motolinia, uh, observed that the Aztecs gladly parted with everything. Even the stage for human sacrifice, the massive temple pyramids, was an offering mound. Crammed with the land's finest art, treasure, and <laughs> victims that were uh, buried underneath for the deities. <laughs> that sounds just really wrong in the victim. Um, <clears throat> which I just want to say before I go on that I thought this was just so fascinating. Um, it was like in the Fawn people, they had that word, which I can't, it was something about integration, where you pretty much, to get someone to believe your religion, you take their beliefs and give like the people like Legba is now the snake from like the Bible. That isn't what the, <laughs> that isn't what I'm going to try to say that, but it kind of reminds me of that. Because, and this is, this is, this like the 1500s. I mean, like the Bible and stuff was long before that. <laughs> was it long before that? Who knows? Huh. Maybe I should start off by saying I'm an atheist. <laughs> an atheist who loves religion. But anyways, um, <clears throat> it makes you think of where different things came of, came from. Religions, they meshed. Um, traditions, beliefs, they meshed. So it kind of makes me think, I don't know. Well, no. This, I mean, if the Bible and all of that, the Christian beliefs, they got this. They would have, if they're the same thing, they would have got this from the Mes the Mesoamerican people, the Aztecs, because the Aztecs were they weren't over in different countries, you know, they were to themselves. Um, so if there isn't any truth, I of like the two things combining, I would feel like kind of the integration stuff that the European people, Spaniards maybe, got it from the Aztecs. Now, if you're really confused, because I didn't even start off by saying why, I just went off in that whole discussion about that. Um, it's the sacrifice. The whole thing, how the Aztecs believed their gods sacrificed themselves for their people and for the betterment of the universe. It reminds me, and although I am an atheist, I'm also, you know, I live in the Bible Belt of America, so I know everything. <laughs> I miss things. <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> It reminds me of the whole the whole story of um, uh, Jesus putting himself on the cross and sacrificing himself. You get you get get where I'm going here, sacrificing himself for the his people. And there's just a lot of 
similarities there. I'm not saying they're the same thing, but it just, they remind me of one another. Except, well, no. Christians sacrificed a lot for their religions, their religion, and Jesus. But, um, I feel like they're very similar, but obviously the Aztecs took it in a different way. Took theirs in a different way. Instead of, like, because, you know, Christian people, they just, like, devote their lives. They go to church. If that's all they do, they go to church. So they devote parts of their lives to their God. And, but the Aztecs, they devoted their whole lives. They messed, 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 messed. What's the word I'm thinking of? Meshed. They meshed. Is that right? Is that right? What? I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. They. Oh my hell! I lost my train of thought. Okay, so the Aztecs. They devoted the, their entire lives to make up for what their gods done for them. Their lives were their gods' lives. It was an honor. And I'm not saying anything bad. I think it's I think this is really cool. It was an honor to give your life to the gods. Because they sacrificed themselves for your people and for the world. So it was an honor to die for them. So they just it's like the two similar religion religious beliefs they're very similar but they go different ways the aztecs i don't know i guess you know good baker go home <laughs> didn't know how to finish that one okay um i just i don't know i just thought because i was doing the research and i thought there i just could see so many similarities and I feel like a lot of the times when you dive deep into religions um you will see similarities because all of us came from one part of the world and then we just branched out and we kept branching out and branching out and branching out and every all cultures in the world and all religions and all beliefs and all people and all races they're all different, but we're all still human. We all came, you know, and it's like, I don't know. Let's just end that and go back to the paper. <laughs> I could go on about religion, though. I think it's just interesting. Um, uh, additionally, um, the sacrifice of animals was a common practice, which the Aztecs, they literally, um, they bred dogs. This is where it gets interesting to me. <laughs> they bred dogs, sure. Eagles, sure. Jaguars, okay. And then deer. I didn't even know you could breed deer. I mean, okay, okay I, yeah, but out of all the animals, that's just very interesting <laughs> Because they're, I don't know, they're one of the few that I feel like they're cute, but they're so spooked by us that it's like, 
Uh, I don't know. They're like wildlife, but jaguars now. Jaguars are wildlife. Hell. How do you breed fucking jaguars? <laughs> I should have looked up on that. <laughs> um, there was... Uh, and this is interesting. And I don't even know. I should have looked up that. Maybe I will. <laughs> but there was a, the occult of Quetzalcoatl. They required the sacrifice of butterflies. Not sure how you do that. And hummingbirds. Not sure why you would do that. How would you do hummingbirds? They are fucking fast. Let's say the two most peaceful creatures. I don't give a shit about humans. Why butterflies and hummingbirds? (laughs) Um, Self-sacrifice, this is interesting, was also uh, quite common. People would often... What is that? Magui? Magui? would offer magui thorns tainted with her own blood and would offer blood from their tongues, earlobes, or genitals. Um, blood had held a uh, central place in Mesoamerican cultures. Honestly, I could say, you could probably say that for the entire world. Blood is, it makes us, you know, it's where one Sarah veins keeps us alive. And I feel like that's always... I know a lot of people think of it as, like, the spirit. But, um... (coughs) Excuse me. The uh, 16th century Florentine Codex um, by Franciscan Friar Bernardino de Sahagun. Isn't that the guy from before? Um, reports that in one of the creation myths... Quetzalcoatl offered blood extracted from a wound in his own genitals to give life to humanity. Um, And there are several other myths in which Nahua gods offer their blood to help humanity. Which... hmm. I gotta say I like that. A lot of not a lot of. I'm thinking, <laughs> for some reason, I'm thinking, I guess it's because they, they have a lot of different gods. I'm thinking of, like, uh, Greek gods. Um, like the all the gods, and <clears throat> they just created the universe and the people. And, oh, yeah, it's a different kind, isn't it? I've, I've, I've read stuff about religion. Those kind of religions. Those are the religions where the the gods create the universe and they don't give a shit about people. Um, but you can still worship to different gods. And somehow your worship of them helps you. Which is kind of what this is. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> okay, let's go back. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> um, it is debated uh, whether these rites functioned as a type of atonement for the believers. Um, some scholars argue that the role of sacrifice was to assist gods in maintaining the cosmos and not as an act of 
propitiation, which I have no idea what that means. Propitiation. Pause. I like words, and I just need to know. Propitiation. The action of appeasing God, spirit of person. Um... Uh, Aztec society viewed even the slightest um, tlatlacoli, which is sin or insult, as an extremely malevolent, this is English, malevolent, (laughs) supernatural force. Um, to avoid such calamities befalling their community, those who had erred punished themselves by extreme measures, such as slitting their tongues for vices of speech or um, their ears for vices of listening. Other methods of atoning wrongdoings uh, included hanging themselves or throwing themselves down the precipices. Now, this is what I'm saying. They took their those beliefs and they just went big with them. Go big, go home, baby. Because it's one thing to, I'm just going to take the Christian thing, go to church. It's one thing to just go to church. It's another thing when you believe so much in something that you're literally, not only are you willing to sacrifice yourself, you're willing to kill yourself, yourself, to hang yourself to mutilate yourself um what has uh been gleaned from all of this is that the sacrificial role entailed um a great deal okay well this is another part of it of social expectation and a certain degree of acquiescence um which means i mean it's the culture I mean, not only did they believe, there was the social expectations of that culture. They were expected to believe. And um, they were expected to follow the order. And if they done wrong, to punish themselves and if um i don't know it was time to it your turn like i'm i'm going game of thrones here not game of thrones what the fuck hunger games <laughs> the fuck <laughs> hunger games here um if you were called upon it was your honor to accept it and be happy about it. I'm not saying most probably believed. I'm not them, and we don't know what they truly deep down in their individual hearts and souls believed, but even if they didn't believe, I mean, you were expected to believe, and when that's all your life... It's all the people's lives around you. I mean. It's culture, man. What it expects out of you. Um, this is interesting. And I like the name of it. Um, 
according to uh, Diego Duran's History of the Indies of New Spain, um, and a few other sources that are also based on the Chronica X, the Flower Wars were an act of ritual between the cities of Aztec, Chip Alliance, and Tlaxcala. Oh, okay. And I thought I was over with the one complicated word. Tlaxcala, Huexotzingo, Zingo, and Cholula. I like Cholula. That's easy. Um, uh, this form of ritual was introduced probably after uh, the mid-1450s following uh, droughts and fam- famine that caused many deaths within the Mexican highlands. Um, the droughts and damage to the crops were believed to be a uh, punishment by the gods for feeling underappreciated instead of being honored properly. Therefore, they created the uh, flower wars, which... Um, it was a way to obtain human sacrifices in a way that it was structured and uh, ceremonial. Um, and then the people, obviously, obtained through that were sacrificed. They were used as the offerings. <clears throat> um, which, the Flower Wars was very different. I've never heard of them. They were very different from uh, the regular political warfare, you know, which is just bloodiest action um it was used it was a way <clears throat> for combat trading training and as a like uh, a first exposure to war for uh, new military people but um it was also um uh regular warfare it had um you know it had long range weapons such as Auto, auto, auto darts, stones, and slingshots to damage an enemy from afar. The flower wars, however, um, the warriors are expected to fight up close and exhibit their combat abilities while aiming to injure the enemy instead of kill them. So, um, the main objective of the flower wars it was to capture the victims alive and to to sacrifice them. Um, when death occurred from battling in a flower war, it was considered much more noble than dying in a regular war. Um, additionally, death in the flower wars contained religious importance, as those who died were thought to live in heaven with the war god. <laughs> Man, this show is just. Had to choose something that was gonna. Expose me to so many different kinds of hard names. <laughs> okay. Um, human sacrifice rituals, they were performed at the uh, appropriate times each month within the appropriate number, with the, with the appropriate, appropriate number of living bodies and other goods. Um, the individuals, they were... They were uh, previously chosen to be sacrificed, um, as was the case for people embodying the gods themselves or members of an enemy party which had been captured and prepared to be sacrificed. Or, flower wars. 
Um, even enemies of the Aztecs understood their roles as sacrifices to the gods, since many also practiced, practiced the same type of religion. For uh, many rites, the victims were expected to uh, bless children, greet and cheer passers-by, uh, hear people's petitions to the gods, visit people in their homes, give discourses, and uh, lead sacred songs, processions, and dances. So it's literally like, you're going to die. Uh, but you do all these things, like, you're literally like the king. I mean, all of that, that's like... You've just become the king of a country or the queen of a country. And you bless the children and greet people and literally. Which I guess I gotta say, people sacrifice themselves whether they were truly happy, which most were. I'm gonna say they probably were. Um... What a way to go out. I mean, you literally, and that was probably a part of it that upheld the belief because it was like you're chosen to be sacrificed and you see other people chosen to be sacrificed and they're literally treated like royalty. I mean, it must have been quite a powerful statement. Um Um, A great deal of uh, cosmological thought seems to have underlain um, each of the Aztec sacrificial rites. Um, (laughs) Here we go into the basic sacrifice ritual. Um, Most of the rituals took more than two people to perform. Um, In the usual procedure of the ritual... Uh, The sacrifice would be uh, taken to the top of the temple. The sacrifice would then be uh, laid on a stone slab, uh, which was uh, known as a chakmul, by four priests, and his or her abdomen would be sliced open by a fifth priest with a ceremonial knife made of flint. Um, And I I have learned this. I have learned this um, (laughs) by looking at other things that I'll tell you in a second. But um, the main, most common form of human sacrifice was uh, (coughs) heart extraction. Um, Mainly uh, when people were still alive. Um, What a way to go, man. The Aztecs uh, believed that the heart, which was known known to them as Tona, was both the seat of the individual and a fragment of the sun's heat, known as Isli. The Chakmul was a um, a very important religious tool used during sacrifices. Chakmul was what they laid on. Hmm. Chakmul. Hold up a second, people. Chakmul. Hmm. <laughs> you 
human sacrifice. Google search. That is kind of creepy. Letting you know what I'm over here looking at. The chakmal, which was the stone slap that they, that is what they were laid on. Um, the very important thing. It was literally, it was a um, sculpture depicting a uh, reclining figure with its head facing 90 degrees from the front, supporting itself on its elbows and supporting a bowl or disc upon its stomach which i'm looking at it and there i mean it is a disc but most of the ones i'm seeing it's like it's like flat it's just like a visual bowl um that's really weird though you get sacrificed on a person reclining i guess that's i guess the chakmal must have meant the gods they're reclining back like royalty, waiting for you to give yourself to them. That's interesting. Kind of weird, but very interesting. Back to where we were. Okay. The, um, the cut, it was made in the abdomen, and it went through the diaphragm. The priest would grab the heart, still beating, which, and it would be placed in a bowl held by a statue of the honored god. <clears throat> Which was a bowl held by a statue of the honored That was the chakmal. Um, and the body would then be thrown down the temple stairs. Um, harsh. The body would land on a terrace at the base of a pyramid called an apetal. 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 I think, um, <clears throat> before and, um, during the killing, priests and audiences, uh, they would gather in the plaza below, they would stab, pierce, and bleed themselves as auto-sacrifice, um, they would perform hymns, whistles, spectacular costume dances, and percussive music marked, um, different phases of the rite. Which, kind of similar, I'm going to um, theorize to what I played during the beginning of the show. Probably wrong. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> the body parts would then be um, disposed of. Um, the viscera, lovely word, fed to the uh, animals in the zoo. And the bleeding head was placed on display in the Zampatli. Or the skull rack. I saw a picture of this. It was literally... It, it was like a... Um, a drawn picture. Not like a picture picture. Um, but it was literally like this like... Big tall... Shelf rack thing. With skulls. Just lining it. Uh, when the uh, consumption of individuals was involved... Um, The warrior who captured the enemy was given the meaty limbs, while the most important flesh, stomach, and chest were offerings to the gods. Uh, 
Now, I'm just going to start off by saying, as to that, the consumption of individuals. I honestly... And I tried to look at this. I mean, it's on, and it's obviously probably not known whether it it was true or not. Um, but I'm not sure if they done the whole cannibalization thing or not. I did see two different things that the warrior. Well, pretty much what I just read um, would be given, you know, them to eat. But I just don't know if that was. Hmm. Oh, let's continue. <laughs> you know, maybe there's just nothing wrong with can- cannibalization. <laughs> let's just eat people, okay? Uh, we don't know if it's true there or not. Whatever. Um, uh, other types of human sacrifice which pay tribute to various deities um, killed the victims differently. Um, they could be uh, shot with arrows, die in gladiatorial style fighting, be sacrificed as a result of what? <laughs> their ball game of their ball game the mesoamerican ball game how do you kill someone through a ball game do you just, do you just bludgeon them to death with the damn ball <laughs> okay um they could also be burned flayed after being sacrificed or drowned um <clears throat> aztecs were serious about their deaths <laughs> um those individuals who were unable to complete their ritual duties were disposed of in a much less honorary matter. I'm gonna just assist before I continue. Just stay, say, stay, say that um, whether you wanted to or not, you were gonna die, and um, you might as well have died in glory. I say. Um, but uh, this insult to the gods. That's. <laughs> apostrophes there needed to be atoned therefore the sacrificed was slain while being chastised instead of being veered um the conquistadors cortez and alvarado found that some of the sacrificial victims they freed indignantly re- this is apost in quotations what? did i say apostrophe <laughs> quotations um quotations here they uh those freed they indignantly rejected the offer of release and demanded to be sacrificed which once again goes to the fact that anyways it goes to the fact that it was your honor and hell if you're gonna die let's just Dying honor people. Um, uh, every Aztec uh, warrior would have to provide at least one prisoner for sacrifice. All the male population was they were trained to be warriors, but only the few who succeeded in providing captives could become full time members of the warrior elite. Um, excuse me. Accounts also state that several uh, young warriors could unite. 
to capture a single prisoner, which suggests that capturing prisoners for sacrifice was challenging, which... <laughs> you're hunting people, yes, it's challenging. But it's also almost kind of cheating. You could... Because the warrior elite, for the people that had to do it by themselves, that's fucking cheating. Uh, um... <clears throat> Uh, there is uh, still much debate as to what social groups constitute the usual victims of the sacrifices. Um, it's always uh, often assumed that the victims were disposable commoners or foreigners. However, uh, slaves, uh, who were a major source of victims, uh, they were not a permanent class, but rather persons from any level of Aztec society who had fallen into debt or committed some crime. Um, likewise, most of the earliest accounts talk of prisoners of war of diverse social status and concur that um, virtually all child sacrifices were uh, locals of noble lineage uh, offered by their own parents. Um, that women and children were not excluded from potential victims is attested by a uh, Zampatli, the, the skull rack. I was going to say, I said that before. Uh, which was found in 2015 at Templo Mayor in the Aztec capital. The one I hate to say, Tenochtitlan. Tenochtitlan. <sighs> um, in 1454, the Aztec government forbade the slaying of captives from distant lands at the capital's temples. Um... Duran's informants told him that uh, sacrifices were con consequently nearly always friends of the royal house, meaning uh, warrior warriors from allied states. Flower wars, basically. <clears throat> now we're going to get into some of the gods. Um, oh, I said this a little bit ago. Huitzilopochtli was the tribal deity of the Mexica, and as such, he represented the character of the Mexican people, and was often identified with the with the sun at the zenith, and with warfare, um, who burned down towns and carried a fire-breathing serpent, uh, Zeacotl. I think I've heard of that one before. Um... He was considered the primary god of the south and a manifestation of the sun, and a counterpart of the black Tezcatlipoca, the primary god of the north. A dome which apparently the no, uh, primary god of the north, which was a do, domain associated with Mictlan, the underlord, underworld of the dead. <clears throat> Sorry for that. Huitzilopochtli um, was worshipped at the um, holy. Sh <sighs> he was worshipped at the Templo Mayor, um, which was the primary religious structure of the Aztec capital of Tenochtitlan. The Templo <laughs> Templo Mayor, Mayor. I don't think it's mayor, but it looks like mayor, and I hate that I'm saying it like mayor, because I feel like that's wrong. But 
the Templo Mayor consisted of twin pyramids, one for Huitzilopochtli and one for the rain god, Tlaloc. That shouldn't, it's so short, it shouldn't be hard. Um, <clears throat> when the Aztecs uh, sacrificed people to Huitzilopochtli, um, who is the god with, you know, warlike aspects, the victim it would be placed on, um, this is kind of, is kind of similar to earlier, they would be placed on a sacrificial stone, the priest would cut through the abdomen with obsidian or flint blade, the heart would be turn out, torn out, still beating, it would be held towards the, and then it would be held towards the sky in honor to the sun god. Then, you know, then push the body down the, <laughs> down the pyramid, where the, uh, stone could be found. Which, that stone, <laughs> creates the story of Koyozakwe, who was um, Huitzilopochtli's sister, who was dismembered at the base of a mountain, just as sacrificial victims were. <clears throat> um, the body would be carried away and either cremated or given to the warrior responsible, responsible for the capture of the victim. Um, and then, I don't think if it's known if he ate the body. <laughs> the things, the two things that are, this is Wiki. Wiki told me this, that they would either, you know, do that, cannibalism, or, um, the warrior would also, uh, cut the body into pieces and give it to important people as a gift, an offering, really. Which the warrior would then ascend one step in the hierarchy of the uh, social class. Um, which was the ultimate goal, I guess. <laughs> um, during the festival of Punk, I feel like this would be so much better if I could speak Spanish. I failed that class twice in high school, so I'm just so not multilingual. I'm just really sorry to everyone of Hispanic culture that is hearing me tear apart these names. Um, during the festival of Panque Salistli, of which we... Huitzilopochtli was the patron. Sacrificial victims were adorned in the manner of um, Huitzilopochtli's costume and blue body paint before the hearts would be sacrificially removed. <clears throat> Let me take a drink. <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> representations of Huitzilopochtli, called Tezipla. I don't like the the TLA. That is just it. My mind, my English speaker's mind, is will not accept that. Tla. It will not accept that. Tezipla. Will also um, worship. The most significant being the one at the Templo Mare, which was made of dough mixed with sacrificial blood. Um, 
to another god there was um Tezcatlipoca Tezcatlipoca who was generally considered the most powerful god the god of night sorcery and destiny which his name uh it means smoking mirror or obsidian which remember they used obsidian to do the cut cut um <clears throat> Um, and then he was the god of the north. Um, the Aztecs believed that Tezcatlipoca created war to provide food and drink to the gods. He created war for the sacrifices, maybe? <laughs> he created war, what, as a job to provide food and drink to the gods? Okay, <laughs> just don't understand that one. Um, Tezcatlipoca was known by several epithets, uh, including the enemy and, uh, oh, known by, oh, his names, the, um, he was known as the enemy and the enemy of both sides. So he was like the evil one. Um, he was also deemed the enemy of Quetzalcoatl but an ally of Huitzilopochtli. Um, Tezcatlipoca, he had the power to forgive sins and to relieve disease or to release a man from the fate assigned to him by his date of birth. <clears throat> oh, I like that. I like that. Um, so there is some belief that that was probably a thing. Assigned to him by his date of birth. Remember the whole thing like, say I'm a Capricorn, so that means... That qualifies as to what good job I'm going to have in the future. Um, so he could release you from that fate. Um, however, um, nothing in... I really hope you can't hear my family. However, nothing in uh, Tezcatlipoca's nature compelled him to do so. He was capricious and often brought about reversals of fortune. So it was like the god of mischief, pretty much. Um such as he brought drought and famine. Um, he turned himself into Mixcoatl. Mixcoatl? I don't know, I have this thing, I always feel like exes should be Zs. Mixcoatl. Um, <clears throat> the god of the hunt to make fire. To the Aztecs, he was an all-knowing, all-seeing, and nearly all-powerful god. Um... One of his names can be translated as he whose slaves we are. Um, some captives were uh, sacrificed to Tezcatlipoca in ritual gladiatorial combat. Um, the victim was tethered in place and given a mock. Oh, this is horrible. I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> they were given a mock weapon. Just the ultimate fuck you, I think. Um, and then he would die fighting up against, like, four fully armed jaguar knights and eagle warriors. Just. Um. I don't know why. That's, like, the worst thing to me. <clears throat> but, um. During the 20-day month of, uh, Toxcatl, um. A young impersonator of um, Tezcatlipoca would be sacrificed. Throughout a year, this youth be dressed... Oh, that's interesting. I don't remember reading that. 
throughout the year, the youth would be dressed as Tezcatlipoca, and he would be treated as a living incarnation of the god for an entire year. Um, the youth would represent Tezcatlipoca on Earth. He would get four beautiful women as his companions until he was killed. What a last fucking year. I would say out of all the sacrifices, that would be the best. He get an entire year of being a god and having beautiful fucking women surrounding you. Probably, you know, get to do more with them. Um, <clears throat> oh my god. I'm sorry, y'all. Allergies is abundant the, here and in with me. Um, in the meantime, he would he walked around the streets of uh, Tenochtitlan playing a flute. Um, on the day of the sacrifice, a feast would be held in Tzcatlipoca's honor. The young man would climb the pyramid, break his flute, and surrender his body to the priests. Sahagun uh, compared it to the uh, Christian Easter. In what way? Not going to reflect on that because I have no idea how it relates to Easter. <laughs> of course, I'm an atheist, so all I know about Easter is dying eggs. Um, uh, is this... Zia Tecutli is uh, the god of fire and heat, and in many cases, um, he was considered to be uh, an aspect of Huehue Teatl. Teatl. Huehue Teatl. No. Huehue Teatl. Teatl. Oh my hell. I'm the, who was the old god. Um, and, um,. Another fire deity. Um, both uh, Zio Tecutli and Huehue Teotl were worshipped during the festival of Iskali. For ten days preceding the, fest- the festival, um, various uh, animals would be captured by the Aztecs to be thrown in the hearth on the night of celebration. Oh my. <laughs> what do the animals do? They didn't choose to be sacrificed. <laughs> they didn't throw it in a fire. <laughs> oh my hell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, to appease Huehua Teotl, the fire god, and <laughs> the Aztecs had a ceremony where they prepared a large feast, at the end of which they would burn captives. Before they died, um, they would be taken from the fire and their hearts would be cut out, you know, standard procedure. Um, Madolina and Sahagun reported that the uh, Aztecs believed that if they did not placate Huahua Teotl, a plague of fire would strike their city. <clears throat> the sacrifice was considered an offering to the deity, of course. Um, uh, Zio te- Godly, was also worshipped during the new fire ceremony, which occurred every... Oh, it's the 52 years thing. Ah. Oh. oh. I was hoping to get on that later. Okay. Uh, it occurred every 52 years and prevented the ending of the world. Um, during the festival... Um, you know what? I'm not going to... I don't want to... Because I have some on it later, and it's it's cool. Um, 
So I'm going to move on. But that was about him. Um, Tlaloc. I'm, I'm, gi- I'm giving up on this TL thing. TLA thing. Tlaloc is the god of rain, water, and earthly fertility. The Aztecs believe that if uh, sacrifices were not supplied for Tlaloc, rain would come. Their crops would not flourish, and leprosy and rheumatism, diseases caused by Tlaloc, would infest the village. How how did y'all associate those two things together? Uh, You know, weather and leprosy and rheumatism. Rheumatism. Okay, okay, I get the rheumatism. I get the rheumatism and the rain. What the fuck's with the leprosy, though? Um, Archaeologists have found the remains of at least 42 children sacrificed to the Tlaloc at the Great Pyramid of Tenochtitlan. Many of the children suffered from serious injuries before their death. Um, they would have to. They would have ha- had to have been in significant pain, as Tlaloc required the tears of the young as part of the sacrifice. The priests made the children cry during their way to immolation. A good omen that Tlaloc would wet would wet the earth in the raining season. So you all used the children's tears. I wonder how they made the children cry. You know, I done my research, but when I got the gods, I didn't actually look at, read all about the gods, because, hmm, poor children, I think children of the, just, the biggest sufferers of any and every religion that ever existed. Okay, um... According to the accounts of some, they assembled the children whom they slew in the first month, buying them from their mothers, and they went on killing them in all the feasts which followed until the rains really began. Oh, my hell. So y'all gathered the children and just kept killing them until it rained? That is so horrible. I mean, of course it's going to rain eventually. (laughs) Children, I know y'all believed it, I know. But the children had no way to protect themselves from the beliefs. (sighs) Okay. And thus they sue someone the first month named, um, Kwautlua? Uh, sounds pretty. And some in the... Oh, the first month. Oh, that's the first month's name. Okay. And some in the second named... Damn, I remember this name. Slaka Zipuwalisli. And some in the third month named Tukostantli. And others in the fourth named Ueitokasli. Until the rains began in abundance and all the feasts, they sacrificed children. Oh, I get it. 
so this is like the rain's beginning abundance so I'm guessing it did rain but maybe not that much if I remember correctly it's coming up soon once we get done with the gods the first month of their calendar was now basically I well it was February it was definitely February if I remember correctly so like well I mean it was cold it's winter but this is in Mexico South America which I live in the south in the US and it rained two days ago but so yeah okay so it rained but they wanted a lot of rain so they went about four months or so until it just um april shower spring may flowers so probably april until it was really freaking raining okay uh moving on <laughs> nothing in the children um zippe tosek this is the first one I've seen that has two names. Um, he was known as Our Lord the Flayed One. Oh, beautiful name. He is the god of rebirth, agriculture, the seasons, and craftsmen. Um, he was worshipped extensively during the festival of... Oh my hell. Didn't I just say that? That's the month, like the second month of the year. Tlaka Zipehualisli in which captured warriors and slaves were sacrificed in the ceremonial center of the city of Tenochtitlan. For 40 days prior to their sacrifice, one victim would be chosen from each ward of the city to act as Izip... It's probably X. I don't know why I always want to say them as Zs. Ixiptla. Dress and live as uh, Zipetotek. The victims were then taken to the Zipetotec's temple where their hearts would be removed, common procedure, their bodies dismembered, and their body parts divided up to be later eaten. Maybe they did eat people, y'all. <laughs> Maybe I should have read some more about the gods <laughs> instead of getting basic <laughs> Oh, my hell. <clears throat> Prior, prior to death and dismemberment, the victim's skin would be removed and uh, worn by individuals who traveled throughout the city, fighting battles and collecting gifts from the citizens. Oh, here's a gift you're wearing someone's skin. <laughs> okay, done with the gods. Thank you, Lolly. Thank you. <laughs> here's back to stuff that I fucking know. The cycle of 52 years. What do you want to skip down? Oh, it's so cool. <clears throat> uh, it was central to um, the Mesoamerican cultures. Um, the Nahua's religious beliefs were based on a great fear that the universe would collapse after each cycle, after uh, every 52 years, if the gods um, were not strong enough. So every 52 years, a special new fire ceremony was performed. All fires were extinguished, and at midnight, a human sacrifice was made. The Aztecs then waited for the dawn. 
If the sun appeared, it meant that the sacrifices for this cycle had been enough. A fire was ignited on the body of the victim, and the new fire was taken to every house, city, and town. Um, people rejoiced, um, and then the uh, new cycle would uh, begin. Of the, and at the end of the, um, and you know they rejoiced because the end of the world had been postponed. What? The postponed at least for another 52 years which <clears throat> i read this to my sister <laughs> and she was like well yeah the world didn't end because the sun came up <sighs> i guess it was immediate no it wasn't those 52 years i wonder why they chose 52 years let me do some quick math here. Quick math. I have my phone. No, no, it's not used to phone. Calculator, calculator, calculator. 52 divided 15 is nothing. It's like 3.4, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> Whatever. Okay. Um, I should time step. Um, sacrifices were made on uh, specific days. Uh, Sahagun, uh, Juan Batista de Pomar, and Modelina were uh, reported that the uh, the Aztecs had eighteen festivals each year, one for each month. I thought it was fifteen months. Damn, it's eighteen months. Okay, I had that wrong. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they had 18 months in their calendar, which, um, I looked through it and it had all of the, it's, it was, it was too much. This is already way too long, way too long. It's probably going to be two fucking hours. Um, but it, it literally had every month, which is generally, I think it was about every month was about two to three weeks. Maybe it was two weeks. It was it was a lot shorter than our um, months. Obviously, they had eighteen. We have twelve. So yeah, it was obviously shorter. Um, and it had um, what the sacrifice was for each month—the main sacrifice or the festival, whatever. And I would say seventy-five percent to eighty, probably. Take the heart out the body. And it was a lot of repetition. That's why I also didn't want to. <laughs> okay. Um, which. <clears throat> today. Starting today. The, the day that I'm recording this. The 22nd. Is the beginning of the second month. <clears throat> which it. Wait. Is this the second month? No. This is the first month. Isn't it? This is the second month. Um, is the beginning of um, Tlaka Zipe Hualistli. I said it earlier. Um, which um, is from February 22nd to March 13th, which the gods of this, the gods worshipped mainly are Zipe Totec, Huitzlip, Lupasli. Sacrifices of captives. Um, Glatorial fighters, dances the priests wearing the skin of the played victims. This would be going on right now, just so you know. Um, 
<clears throat> and well, I think we're getting to the end. Let's see. Sort of ish. Sort of ish. Ish. Um, <laughs> we all know about Cortez, the Spanish conquistador, um, whose expedition to Mexico in 1519 led to the fall of the Aztecs and led to the conquering of vast sections of Mexico on behalf of the Crown of Castile. Um, which I've read books about, um, I do not remember her, her husband, the king, but I have, I've read a lot about Isabel of Castile. Um, Cortes wrote of Aztec sacrifice on numerous occasions, one of which in his letters he states, um, and this is what he states. They have a most horrid and abominable custom which truly ought to be punished and which until now we have seen in no other part. And this is that whenever they wish to ask something of the idols in order that their plea may find more acceptance, they take many girls and boys and even adults. And in the presence of these idols, they open their chests while they are still alive and take out their hearts and entrails and burn them before the idols, offering the smoke a sacrifice. Some of us have seen this, and they say it is the most terrible and frightful thing they have ever witnessed. Um, and there's another anonymous conquistador uh, who is um, a travel companion to Cortez. Um, he said, uh, he, or he wrote, um, they led him to the temple where they dance and carry on joyously and the man about to be sacrificed dances and carries on like the rest. At length, the man who offers the sacrifice strips him naked and leads him at once to the stairway of the tower where um, is the stone idol. Here they stretch him on his back, tying the hands to the sides and fastening the legs. Soon comes the sacrificing priest. And this is no small office among them, armed with a stone knife, which cuts like steel and is as big as one of our large knives. He plunges the knife's in, knife into the breast, opens it, and tears out the heart, hot and palpitating. And this is, and this, oh, and this as quickly as one might cross himself. Um, at this point, the chief priest of the temple takes it and anoints the mouth of the principal idol with the blood. Then, filling his hand with it, he flings it towards the sun or towards some star, if it be night. Uh, then he anoints the mouths of all the other idols of wood and stone and sprinkles blood on the cornice of the chapel of the principal idol. Afterwards, they burn the heart, preserving the ashes as a great relic, and likewise Likewise, they burn the body of the sacrifice, but these ashes are kept apart from those of the heart in a different vase. <clears throat> um, I think it's interesting. I think that's the first thing I've seen. Oh, can are we all enjoying that? Um, the whole tears the heart hot out, out tears out the heart hot and palpitating. It really makes your heart feel good about itself. Oh, my heart hurts. <laughs> um, 
Modern uh, excavations in Mexico City have found evidence of human sacrifice in the form of hundreds of skulls at the site of old temples. Um, this is all to, like, um, I guess proof? Uh, proof that they did this? Or that they did? Um, other human remains are found in the great temple of... <sighs> Tenochtitlan contribute to the evidence of human sacrifice through osteological information. Indentations in the rib cage of a set of uh, remains reveal the act of accessing the heart through the abdominal cavity, which correctly follows the images from all the written reports about, you know, what happened in the sacrifices. Um, different uh, anthropological or other sources have attempted to explain a possible ecological explanation of the need for human sacrifices to supplement overall the Aztec diet. Um, Harner's main argument lies within his claim that cannibalism is needed to assist the diet of the Aztecs. He claimed that um, a very high population pressure and an emphasis on maize agriculture without domesticated herbivores led to a deficiency of essential amino acids amongst the Aztecs. Um, as population increased and the amount of available game decreased, the Aztecs had to complete, compete with other carnivorous mammals, such as dogs, to find food. Harner believes that although intensified agricultural practices provided the Aztec society a surplus of carbohydrates, they did not provide sufficient nutritional balance. For this reason, the cannibalistic consumption of sacrificed humans was needed to supply an appropriate amount of protein per individual. Uh, Harris, author of... <laughs> where can I find this book? <laughs> author of Cannibals and Kings has uh, propagated the claim, originally proposed by Harner, that the flesh of the victims was a part of an aristocratic diet, aristocratic diet as a reward since the Aztec diet was lacking proteins. However, um, Bernard Ortiz Montalano offers a counter-argument and points out the faults of Harner's sources. First off, Ortiz challenges Harner's claim of the Aztec's name to compete with other carnivorous animals for protein-packed food. <coughs> Many other types of foods were available to the Aztecs, including meat from salamanders, fowls, armadillos, and weasels. Um, these sources were also plenty available due to their need to subsist in Lake uh, Texcoco, the place where the Aztecs had created their home. In addition, even if no herbivores were available to eat, the nutrients needed were found in the leaves and seeds of amaranth, which also provided protein. Lastly, the Aztecs had a highly structured system in which Oh my god, chinampas and tribute provided a surplus of materials and therefore ensured the Aztec were able to meet their caloric needs. Um, Ortiz's argument helps to frame and evaluate the gaps within Harner's argument. Um, damn it! Part of the issue with Harner's reasoning for Aztec use of cannibalism was the lack of reliability of his sources. Harner recognized the numbers he used may be contradicting or conflicting with other sources, yet he continued to use these sources and claimed them as reliable. Ortiz qualifies uh, Harner's sources as Spanish propaganda, which they were. 
no doubt, um, and states the need to critique primary sources of interactions with the Aztecs. By dehumanizing and villainizing Aztec culture, the Spaniards were able to justify their own actions for conquest. Therefore, encounters with sacrificial cannibalism were grossly exaggerated, and Horner used the sources to aid his argument. Overall, eco ecological factors alone are not sufficient to account for human sacrifice, and more recently, it is posited that religious beliefs have a significant effect on motivation, which is too true. Religion is like... Oh, it's like a core culture and belief, like... Um, which I just want to throw my couple of cents into that. The earlier when it was talking about how they sacrificed um, animals they bred dogs eagles jaguars what was the last one deer wait if you want to say that they needed meat they bred fucking dogs eagles jaguars for some reason and deer I don't want to eat dogs or eagles or jaguars, but people love to eat deer. I mean, they could have eaten any of those animals that they bred. They did not need to eat people. Shit. <coughs> um, sacrifices for ritualistic and symbolic acts accompanying huge feasts and festivals. And I think I feel like I said all of that wrong. Sacrifices were... Ritualistic and symbolic acts accompanying huge feasts and festivals and were a way to properly honor the gods. Victims usually died in the center stage amid the splendor of dancing troops, percussion orchestras, elaborate costumes and decorations, carpets, flowers, crowds of thousands of commoners, and all the assembled elite. Aztec texts frequently refer to human sacrifice as Kilisli, which means the desire to be regarded as a god. Um, <clears throat> these members of the society became an Iziptla, that is, a god's representative image or idol. Oh my hell, it's like becoming a celebrity today. I never thought about that. Holy shit. <laughs> um... <clears throat> For each uh, festival, at least one of the victims took on the paraphernalia, habits, and attributes of the god or goddess whom they were dying to honor or appease. Um, through this performance, it was said that the divinity had been given human form. <coughs> oh my, I'm sorry. Um, uh, that they were given human form, that the god now had an exactly with our face um duran says such victims were worshipped as a deity or as though they had been gods even while still alive Iziptla victims were honored hallowed 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 hallowed, hallowed. <laughs> I, I i we're going to ignore that word and addressed very highly, because I just don't know if that's the the right the right word that they're using. Hold, hold. 
this English, um, particularly the young man who was indoctrinated for a year to submit himself to, oh, the, the one dude from before, uh, to Tezcatlipoca's temple, was the Aztec equivalent of a celebrity, being greatly revered and adored to the point of people kissing the ground when he passed by. I'm telling you, that was a way to go. <clears throat> uh, posthumously, their remains were treated as actual relics of the gods, which explains why victims' skulls, bones, and skin were often painted, bleached, stored, and displayed, or else used as ritual masks and oracles. For example, Diego Duran's informants told him that whoever wore the skin of the victim who had betrayed God, Zippe, um, it doesn't say Totec, but it also says in parentheses, our lord, the uh, flayed one, so that's the Zibetotek, um, felt he was uh, wearing a holy relic. He considered himself divine. Um, <clears throat> politically, <coughs> oh my god. <clears throat> my chocolate's cold chocolate now. Um, politically, human sacrifice was important in Aztec culture as a way to represent a social hierarchy between their own culture and the enemies surrounding their city. It was a way to structure the society of the Aztec culture itself. The hierarchy of cities like Tenochtitlan. I'm so tired of saying that. We're tiered with the Tlatoani, which means emperor, on the top. The remaining nobles are uh, Pipilten. Next, uh, who managed the land owned by the emperor. Then the warriors, the Pocteca? 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 Are merchants. Um, commoners and then farmers. Then the lowest level of the hierarchy consisted of slaves and indentured servants. Um, <clears throat> the only way of achieving social mobility was through successful performance as a warrior. Uh, this shows how important capturing enemies for sacrifice was, as it was the singular way of achieving some type of nobility. Um, please tell me I'm almost... <laughs> 11 yay <laughs> oh within um <clears throat> within the uh system of organization based on hierarchy um there was also a social expectation con- contributing to the status of an individual at the time of their sacrifice um an individual was punished if unable to confidently address their own sacrifice um, an example, the person acted uh, cowardly beforehand instead of brave. Um, then, instead of being sacrificed honorably, their lowly death paralleled their new lowly status. Um, where one's body traveled in the afterlife also depended on the type of death awarded to the individual. Those who died while being sacrificed or while battling in war went to the second highest heaven, uh, while those who died of illness were the lowest in the hierarchy. So... I think that is some shit. You die and you go to their heaven and you can't even be important in heaven. <laughs> that, is, that is shitty. Um, oh. Those going through the lowest hierarchy of death were required to undergo numerous torturous trials and journeys only to culminate in a somber underworld. Additionally, death during flower wars was considered much more noble. 
um, which I've already said, uh, many things, <clears throat> this is, this is mainly about, um, kind of rounding it out a little, the end of our Aztec. Many things were responsible for the fall of, uh, Tenochtitlan. Uh, the three main causes were repeated attacks by Cortez, obviously. Um, then a great famine that uh, resulted from a decline in foreign trade and many diseases uh, carried over by the Europeans. We like to kill all people. <laughs> Tenochtitlan was well protected by Lake uh, Texcoco, but Cortez and his army, they were just too strong. The city fell in um, 1540 A.D., and Cortes destroyed the city. He built over what is now known as um, Mexico City. Although the city itself was destroyed, the memories and sheer beauty of the city will remain forever. Um, which, oh, I don't know how it didn't end up here, but I literally had 11 pages. This two-hour, pretty much, episode, I know it's fucking two hours. Um... I literally actually had to cut, I had to cut some stuff out, like, because it was, it was a lot longer, and it's just really fucking sad when, because <laughs> it was longer than the last episode and the research I had for that, and I just thought to myself, how sad it is that your research on human sacrifice is so long. <laughs> oh, but, um. I read, um, <clears throat> I think it was, um, what was that one source? Mm, scrolls all the way up. Uh, Aztec, uh, dash, 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 dash history.com. Um, I'm pretty sure it was there. Or it might have been the other one, the crystal links. I read about how, um, the cities of the Aztec were especially Tenochtitlan I, I didn't I don't even have that in front of me and I said it bitches um it they were beautiful they had uh, reportedly like a perfect society but besides the chaos they had chaos it was a religious chaos that took over their lives and I'm not even sure, I mean, there were obviously probably beginning days, maybe. But I don't think you could say it took over when it was probably there before. But it embedded itself into everyday life. But besides that craziness and chaos, um, and maybe because of it, because they honored their gods so much and held them so high in a regard, their cities were beautiful, apparently. They were clean as fuck. Um, hell, if you littered, you probably would just cut off your own hand, I would imagine. Um, and um, many societies, and I, th I think the Spaniards too, I think they admired how well run the cities were i mean obviously the Aztecs they they had some faults um i'm just gonna say that their 
torture and of children <laughs> was probably the worst. <laughs> I don't care. And yeah, I've read books about this. You as a child are not in any way religious. Culture is culture. Religion, though, if you are a child, you are not religious. A Christian child is not a Christian. Uh, a Muslim child is Muslim. Is not a Muslim. Jewish child, although Jewish is a little, you know, because it's more about hereditariness. But a Jewish child is not a Jewish child. You are born with no religion. Your family is that religion, but you are not that religion. You do not have those beliefs. You are taught those beliefs. And it's just... It's horrifying to me when children are sacrificed over something that they honestly... I mean, something they're taught that they have to believe. And in the end, people grow up. And they believe the things they believe because they were taught to believe. It's like a cycle of abuse. Um, for anyone who is religious, I'm just so sorry. You can ignore my rant and just, like, check out now. But um, <clears throat> I just hate it. Children are literally the greatest victims of religion. Um... I think the sacrifice, the human sacrifices of the Aztec society at, as a whole were and are really cool. It's not, I mean, it's not fun to kill people, but these were people who wanted to be killed. I mean, it was an honor to their society, to their families, to their culture. I mean, they wanted it. Um, although that's kind of, that kind of sounds like rape. <laughs> it's not bad because she wanted it. <laughs> so I guess maybe it was bad. But it was the culture of the... Um, people have grown. They have changed. Human sacrifice is not... If it was still a thing, then sure. Sure. It's bad. But... <clears throat> Times were, I hate to say simpler, because they weren't. These people, these were people that were pretty much just like us nowadays. <clears throat> Even though it was like four, five, six hundred years ago. Um, but, um, it was the, the days, it was, it was the culture, it was how you believed. And you were born to, even though you're a child and you don't have the religion, you are, you, they were born to believe in it because once they got a, you know, they were going to be taught it. So, I mean, it was the culture. <laughs> oh. But still, the children... The children, they did not, they did not have a 
an understanding. I mean, to them, they probably thought everything was, oh, but the, but they they had to cry for the rains. <sighs> but um, as a child, you just don't have. I, I can't think of the word. I keep think, trying to think of it, but like I'm gonna say smarts. You're not educated. There you go. Educated enough to know what's going on. Like it doesn't say how young the children are, but I'm keep imagining my four year old nephew, um, who I mean he's four, like going on like fourteen. Like it's like he's going through like an early puberty phase, like. Is like a tiny bratty teenager in a four-year-old body but um I just couldn't imagine no matter what we believed him having to go through that okay let's just say <laughs> can we end now <laughs> I will be back next Monday. I hope you enjoyed this show, no matter how uh, one long it is and was, or how <laughs> horrible some parts of it could have been, like the children, the poor children. <sighs> but um, I hope you have a good day. That's gonna be happier than parts of this one. <laughs> and I will have something next week culturally is for you that's a lot brighter than human sacrifice and children torture (laughs) bye bye (laughs) y'all